you've got a book that I want to touch on. It's called The President's Code, Common Traits of Uncommon Leaders. I made that book just so that I could get on TV during presidential election cycles. <laughs> so clever. I went to whitehouse.gov. I downloaded all the bios of all the presidents. I analyzed all of them. Where were they born? How many kids did they have? How old were they when they got married? Did they go to college? What was their job before they became president? Religion. And I came up with trends. I compare the presidents and the candidates to the trends. What I realized is most of the presidents are very similar. More than 66% of the presidents got married between the ages of 25 and 31. The average is 29. So for example, I predicted that Mitt Romney was going to lose to Barack Obama in 2012 because Barack Obama got married at age 31 and Mitt Romney got married at age 21. And the closer you are to being 29 when you got married, the more likely you are to be like most Americans and most presidents. We stand today. The Business Method the business with method. a shout The Business Method. The Business Method Podcast. The Business Method Podcast featuring Chris Reynolds. Entrepreneurs, systems, methods, tools, and tactics for location independence. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, I'm your host, Chris Reynolds, and welcome to the Business Method Podcast, a podcast featuring successful entrepreneurs and high-profile people dissecting their business models. We dissect the different methods, tools, and tactics of high-performance online entrepreneurs and high-caliber people in a series format. On our first series, we interviewed 100 entrepreneurs in 100 days that have built businesses creating $100,000 or more annually. On our second series, we interviewed 100 entrepreneurs that have built location-independent businesses that produce over a million dollars and annual revenue and now we're interviewing 100 major influencers to get behind the minds and the science of using influence to grow business and influence income results economies and cultures there's a growing number of people building these caliber of businesses like this and we're going to figure out what it takes to make this happen now let's jump in today's show the business method Hello, podcast listeners. Welcome back to the show. Today, we are talking about celebrity entrepreneurship. We have one of the more high-profile celebrity entrepreneurs out there in the world, also a gentleman who is helping a lot of people take their business to the next level through celebrity entrepreneurship. And this is actually a thing that I didn't know a lot about. You know, a lot of people just consider this networking, but I like the title celebrity entrepreneur, celebrity entrepreneurship. The guest applies a specific strategy to help him and his business and the people he teaches really grow their businesses. And it's influencer marketing. It's exactly what it is, but in a way that's very strategic about positioning yourself around celebrities and being a celebrity. His name is Clint Arthur. He's the host of The Greatest Show of All Time on uh, 77, 77 WABC Radio in New York City. Um, he's a personal branding expert, a graduate of the Wharton Business School of Finance, uh, Dan Kennedy's GKIC Info Marketer of the Year, 20 years running a gourmet food company, numerous best-selling books, a couple of books we talk about on the show. One, called, one is called The President's Code, Common Traits of Uncoming Leaders, which you'll be surprised on how fast he wrote that book and also how many speaking gigs he got on television because of that book. Also something really interesting, he wrote a book called 21 Performance Secrets of Donald Trump. All politics aside, there's some things that you could take away and learn from that. 
he talks about five important uh, steps or levels to go through as a celebrity entrepreneur to uh, up your status as an influencer marketer as well. Um, going on TV, being VIP speakers, being a best-selling author, and getting pictures with celebrities. And then also the highest forms of media that I'll let him fill in the blanks during the show. You guys, it's a great episode. You can learn a lot from Clint. And uh, he is definitely a celebrity entrepreneur. But first, I want to give a quick shout out to our sponsors, NomadX.com. I'm really glad to have these guys on board as our sponsors because not only are they friends, but they're providing a really amazing service for location-independent entrepreneurs and digital nomads around the world that makes our lives so much easier. Nomad X is changing the way location-independent people are living, working, and traveling. They're making it so easy to land in top digital nomad locations around the world and get set up quickly, specializing in minimum one-month rentals for private rooms, private apartments, and co-living spaces. And because of the way it's designed to do longer-term rentals on average one to six months, the listings on Nomad X guys tend to be 50% more affordable than Airbnb. B. Take it from somebody who's traveled the world for nine years. I negotiated long-term properties on Airbnb and it is not cheap and it is a big hassle. So it's so great to have something like Nomad X to provide this service for people who want to travel the world longer term, take their laptops, plug into a community, work online while they're seeing the world. It's really a great experience. They're offering these ready-to-live properties fully furnished and equipped with great internet and connections. And you can find them throughout Portugal, Lisbon, Porto, and even on the islands. I spent five months in Lisbon last year in 2019, and I got to hang out with the founders of the company, the employees with the company. I got to hang out with a lot of people that were staying at Nomad X. They provide a community. They provide social interactions. They provide parties. They provide fun things to do on the weekends. They tell you where to go and the sites to see and a really good quality place to stay with great internet. So it's a really good experience. And they're expanding, you guys. They're expanding to Bali in April. So if you want to do your eat, pray, love thing, go to Portugal, stay with Nomadex. Go to Bali, stay with Nomadex. They are really making the location-independent digital nomad lifestyle so much easier and affordable. Get all the details at nomadx.com. That is nomadx.com. And now, without further ado, let's welcome Clint Arthur to the show. Entrepreneurs, systems, methods, tools, and tactics. Listeners, welcome to the Business Method Podcast, you guys. I have another exciting guest that I want to introduce. Clint Arthur is the host of the greatest show of all time on 77 WABC Radio in New York City. He's a, he's a celebrity entrepreneur, personal branding expert, which I want to talk about because you're really good at this, Clint. Uh, Wharton Business School graduate, Dan Kennedy's GKIC Info Marketer of the Year with 20 years experience running his own gourmet food company. Clint has numerous best-selling books that I want to dig into a few of these because they sound really interesting, including Breakthrough Your Upper Limits on TV, uh, followed by What They Teach at the Wharton Business School, Speaking Game the seven figure speaker secrets revealed and the latest manifesto celebrity entrepreneurship and um, Clint believes that the meaning of your life is determined by you and you can do more be more and have more and the capacity is all a state of mind Clint welcome to the show amen brother good to be with you it's 
jump right into it. Okay. Yeah. Thanks for joining us, man. And you're calling in from New York. Um, you know, one of the reasons I invited you on the show is you have such like one, an incredible amount of energy. And I'm always studying, uh, what people are doing to have this state of mind and these, these high levels of energy. And two, like you're really great at personal branding. And I think, um, it's incredibly important to have a personal brand. Even if you don't want a personal brand, you're still creating a personal brand if you're doing anything significant in life. So those are a couple of things that I'd, I'd like to address over the show. But first, how's life? How's life? How are you doing? I'm loving life, man. I'm, I'm uh, riding New York City pretty hard and having a lot of fun. We just did our event at Carnegie Hall with Martha Stewart and Ice-T and Coco and Jerry from Ben & Jerry's and Michael Gerber and a whole bunch of other living legends of entrepreneurial marketing. And we're getting set to have our next event in June with Dr. Oz and the Surgeon General of the United States and a NASA astronaut and Dr. Drew and the real Patch Adams and an MMA world champion gold medalist and wow. celebrity dentist. It's, you know, things are going great. We also just completed our 45th celebrity launch pad implementation event. And that was a real milestone that's helped our students, our clients to book themselves on more than 4,579 television appearances that I'm aware of. So wow. Far. Congratulations. Um, tell us about the event you're talking about. Well, it's called the instant marketing miracle or experts and entrepreneurs. If you're any kind of expert or entrepreneur, I believe that if you participate in my training coming up to the live event, or even just show up at the live event, it will instantly deliver a miracle for your career in the form of my favorite kind of marketing, which is celebrity attachment photos ah. and stories. I believe they are the fastest, easiest, and pretty much the most cost-effective type of marketing you can do for your career if you know how to do it. Absolutely. Tell us some strategies because you're really good at this. You're flat out a celebrity entrepreneur. I saw on your Facebook and all your social medias, you have, you know, pictures of you and pretty much every awesome person that's out there. And um, how, how are you creating these connections? Did you grow up in an environment where you knew a lot of high profile people or did you, did you create this on your own? Oh, not at all, man. I grew up a lower middle class kid in New York City. And did your parents ever argue when you were growing up? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, with us, it was like, when weren't they arguing? Right. And, and, you know, I came up with this scheme as an adolescent that maybe if I could become somebody very special, somebody who graduated from the best business school in the world, the Wharton Business School, that if I became somebody special, maybe my parents would stop arguing so much. So what happens? I graduate from Wharton. And I go home to get the attaboys and boom, they get into the biggest argument of all time. <laughs> my dad storms out of the house, slams the door. I turn to my mom. I go, mom, the way he resents you all these years, have you been cheating on dad? And I'm sitting on the couch where I grew up my whole life. I'm thinking to myself, where the heck did that question come from? Uh -huh. And then I'm thinking, how, I'm thinking like, I can't believe I even asked my mom a question like that. That's <laughs> right. the rudest thing of all time. And then I'm thinking, why ain't she answering the question? And then she says, he's not your real father. Your real father was a doctor at the fertility clinic we went to for six years trying to have you, and you look just like that guy. Oh, wow. And imagine how you feel. Yeah. Thing. I, I don't know that you can imagine. No, can't. You, you really can't. You cannot really understand what that feels like to have everything you thought you knew about who you were 
instantly just cut out from underneath you. I became dyslexic overnight. And I still struggle with mild dyslexia to this very day. And I really not only didn't I know who I was anymore, I sure as heck didn't know what I wanted to be when I grew up anymore. So first thing I did was I get on the phone, I call up the investment bank on the 87th floor of number one World Trade Center. I say to the vice president, sir, I appreciate the offer, but I decided I don't want to be an investment banker anymore. Even though I've been working towards that during my whole undergraduate career at the Wharton Business School, everybody in the 80s was becoming investment bankers, but I just threw it all away. And instead, what did I do? I ran off to Hollywood. Mm. <laughs> and I started going on auditions and writing screenplays and... I spent 13 years chasing the Hollywood dream, getting nowhere while all of my fraternity brothers from college were becoming millionaires, many of them billionaires with a B, I'm not even kidding. And you know, that took me all the way through, good golly, into 2000. And I finally said, I can't do this anymore. 13 years was enough. And uh, I focused on making money. And I got out of driving taxis to survive as a starving artist six years. Uh, I got out of that and I became a gourmet food entrepreneur. And I've been running the Five Star Butter Company for more than 20 years. And along the way, uh, you know, I, I realized when the celebrity chefs started coming into Las Vegas, in the early 2000s that if I wanted to sell butter to celebrity chefs, I had to be a celebrity myself. I picked that as a strategy. Right. And I started paying, uh, I started paying a publicist to get me on TV news and talk shows. And I spent $6,000 on my first four appearances. And my wife says, why do you keep paying this lady? Why don't you just book yourself on those shows? And I was like, what, how do you do that? <laughs> <laughs> and I didn't know how to do that, but I, I spent, months, almost two months, figuring it out before I could book my first cold call television appearance. And for me, that was 109 television appearances ago. My, 30, my 32nd appearance was on NBC New York. My 57th appearance was on the Today Show. I've been on Fox Business Channel a couple of times, CNN six times. Uh, you know, I've been on every show in America. And along the way, I realized that there's really five things that celebrity entrepreneurs do to build their personal brand and to build their positioning, their celebrity positioning in the eyes of customers and prospects. You know, I'm talking about people like Tony Robbins. Have you heard of him? Yeah, of course. Yeah. Well, yeah, of course. To people who've heard of him, it's yeah, of course. But to 99.5% of America, it's, it's no. like, who's Tony? Yeah. Who is that? What about Grant Cardone? You know who he is? Of course. Yeah. Of course. Right. <laughs> but I, I tell you what, man, I was in a room with 50 financial advisors at the Harvard Club of New York City. I said, anybody recognize this, the guy, the other guy in this picture was me and Grant Cardone. Not one of them. <laughs> but I believe it. I believe it. Because <laughs> they're not his target market. Yep. See, to, to, for a celebrity entrepreneur, that means you are a celebrity in the eyes of your customers and prospects, your clients and prospects. But nobody else knows who the heck you are. But your clients and prospects, they are wanting to pay you a lot of money. Like Dan Kennedy is really the one who taught me this. When I won his Info Marketer of the Year award, that's when I really started doubling down and studying like crazy everything, following that guy all around the country to every little hamlet and burg to see him speak. And I really learned from him that 
Your number one job as an entrepreneur is to raise your status in the eyes of customers and prospects to become a bigger who in the eyes of the customers and prospects. And what I have really developed on my own is this theory of celebrity entrepreneurship, which is exactly what, De what uh, Grant Cardone and Tony Robbins do, exactly. And there's really five elements of that. And my favorite one of those, I, I love TV, don't get me wrong. I, I, you know, here's the thing about TV is that it's harder to do than anything else. It doesn't cost any money, but you still have to get on the shows and then you have to go to the shows and then you have to learn how to be good on TV. And everybody thinks, oh, well, I've been watching TV my whole life. How hard could it possibly be? It ain't easy to be great on TV. But this second part, this celebrity attachment part, man, that is really, really, really easy to do. All you have to do is be in a photo with the person. Right. You don't even have to look good. <laughs> <laughs> it, it helps if you look good, but really all you need to do is smile and you look pretty good. Right. Um, a couple questions. One, uh, how do you get how do you get the photos with the celebrities? And then two, do you mind sharing those five steps? Yeah. So the, the first step is going on TV. Okay. The second step is being what I call a VIP speaker, speaking at very important places. Okay. I've, I've shared this message at the Harvard Club of Boston. I've shared it at the Harvard Faculty Club, at NASDAQ, at Coca-Cola, Microsoft, Mercedes-Benz. Those are important places. And you will find when you are now that you're aware of this, you're going to start listening to speakers more carefully when they start talking. And you're going to hear every speaker who makes a lot of money is going to have a positioning statement like that, that talks about they've shared their message. They're, they're so grateful and humbled to have been able to share their message at, at those kinds of places and with famous people, very important people. I've had the great privilege to share my message at West Point with Buzz Aldrin. Today is his 90th birthday oh, today. Wow. God bless him. Happy birthday, Buzz. <laughs> yeah, right? What a guy. What an American hero. And I shared it with Suzanne Summers at the Harvard Faculty Club and the most interesting man in the world from the Dos Equis beer commercials. You know, and I asked Suzanne, I said, Suzanne, what's the most important thing you ever learned? And she said, you got to have a mentor. Nice. Johnny Carson. Johnny Carson was her mentor. Johnny Carson made her career. He discovered her in a cafeteria on the studio lot and invited her on the Tonight Show. Mm -hmm. And next thing she knew, her book of poetry was the New York Times bestseller. Wow. Yeah. Wow. And oh. that's the next step. The next step is being a bestselling author. Okay. Luckily today, we don't have to be New York Times bestsellers. We can be Amazon best Amazon. <laughs> I mean, really, what's the freaking difference, man? My new number one international best-selling book was the number one international best-selling book on Amazon. Nice. Right. What's the difference? Well, and well, in most people's eight. eyes, not a lot, but in and uh, numbers-wise, usually New York Times sell more, right? Yeah, but in order to get on those New York Times bestseller lists, you have to have a major publisher. So I probably make more money self-publishing my books on Amazon through CreateSpace than I do if I were to have a major publisher make it a bestseller. I've had, I've had a book published by Penguin USA, sir, and those were the years that I was driving a taxi. From the time the book came out for the next six years, while Penguin USA sold 90,000 copies of my book, I was driving a taxi the whole time. Oh, yeah. 
Okay. Now, if I had sold those 90,000 copies as a self-published author, I mean, geez, for me, I, you know, I make money in different ways from selling books. You know, I make money the real way, which the real way today to make money is from coaching and consulting. That's how celebrity entrepreneurs basically make money from coaching and consulting high price packages. That's what Tony does. Yep. You know, Grant Cardone, Grant Cardone has twisted the model. He is really, he makes a lot of money from doing that stuff, but his real money is in raising money for his real estate investments. Right. Yeah. Yeah. It's a nice twist on the model. But I mean, essentially he's making money as an investment advisor. Yeah. Right. Advising, advising his clients to invest in real estate. So there you go. So, Okay, we talked about TV, we talked about VIP speaking, very important places with very important people. Talked about best-selling authorship, right? Being a best-selling author is one. Getting awards, I've talked about my award with Dan Kennedy, that's the fourth modality. And then the fifth, easiest, fastest, most cost-effective, least expensive way to do things is to get photos with major celebrities. Now, sometimes you meet a major celebrity just walking down the street. I was just walking around in my neighborhood and I met the Winklevoss twins. Oh, nice. You know who they I do. I tried to get them on the podcast. They didn't, they didn't accept the invitation. <laughs> yeah, good luck with that. <laughs> yeah, I know. <laughs> they, they don't need to do anything. No. They're Facebook billionaires. They're crypto billionaires. Yeah. You know, they got all, more money than God. Yeah. But I just was walking around and I saw them and I'm like, hey, you guys have Winklevoss twins? They're like, yeah, we are. <laughs> I'm like, <laughs> and I'm like, hey, could I get a, I actually said this. I said, can I get a quick headshot? <laughs> <laughs> Did they, did they let you? They're like, sure. And, <laughs> you know, go to my website. You'll see. Type in Clint Arthur Winklevoss twins. You'll see the picture on Google. Nice. And you look, by the way, if you type in Clint Arthur and in Google mm-hmm. and look at the photo results, I own, you know, basically all of the results. Nice. There's no other people who are showing up on Clint Arthur photo results on Google other than me. And, you know, that's one of the places I like to dominate. I'm, I'm everywhere. That's good. Everywhere. Yeah. Um, is this, are these methods that you learned from Dan Kennedy or, or, you know, from different entrepreneurs and you kind of grew and created your own strategies? No, these methodologies just, you know, look, you're supposed to get on TV and radio and podcasts and be in media, right? Yeah. Okay, but what I realized is that not all media is the same. TV is the highest form of media. And real celebrities like Kim Kardashian and George Clooney, they go on real TV shows. Now, I've been on all the shows that they've been on too. I've been on Today Show, CNN, HLN, Fox Business Show. I've been on everything. NBC New York, Fox Los Angeles. I've been on every show in America just like them. So... The difference is, is they've been doing it more years than I have. They have big PR companies promoting them through the eight, through the studios. But, uh, you know, I just keep going. I just keep going. So TV is an obvious one, but the rest of them are not so obvious. Uh, like, for example, it's good to be a best-selling author, but hey, man, all celebrity entrepreneurs who are experts, who are high-paid coaches and consultants, you have to have a book. Absolutely, right? right? You got to have a best-selling book. You got, first of all, you got to have a book. And if you, your book is not a bestseller, 
shame on you. <laughs> That's a good point. <laughs> right? It's like freaking make it a bestseller. That's your job. Yeah. If you're not a best-selling author, you're really missing out on a key, nice check mark in a box because all celebrity entrepreneurs are best-selling authors, every single one of them. Then you go to the next thing, being a speaker. Hey, man, that's not so easy. That one really took me a lot of analysis and studying. I've studied with, every, I've studied with three National Speakers Association Hall of Fame members. I've had them as real, honest mentors. I've, you know, I've studied with everybody. I've paid every coach and, and gone to their seminars multiple times. And I know this whole industry and from studying all this stuff, I've seen that the real celebrity entrepreneurs are doing these things and especially VIP speaking. Dan Kennedy would say it all the time. Any event you see Dan Kennedy speak, if you ever do get to see him again. Yeah. Unfortunately, at health challenges. Yeah, I've heard that. Every yeah. event he, he will be in the first five minutes. When I was speaking in the arenas <laughs> with the... Peter Lowe success seminars with Colin Powell and General Schwarzkopf and George Bush and Donald Trump within five minutes, like clockwork, he would say that. That's awesome. That's clever. Yeah. Uh, yeah those, that's VIP speaking. Those, those highest forms of media, would you say, you said TV was number one. Um, and then is there a specific order you would classify those like book, then speaking, then radio, then podcast, or what do you think? Well, it's interesting that you, count a book in media i guess it is media i guess it's your own type of media but not really right good point you know i, I mean I, I would say you know what's next after abc look you want to be on any abc nbc cbs or fox show right right that's the highest form of media after that i would say you want to be on any kind of celebrity driven interview okay. whether that be a podcast or a radio show like if you could get on, for example, if you were in the tech industry and you could be on Kim Commando show, or you could be on, if you were, you know, on Hannity, right? Number one radio show in America, regardless of your politics, if you could get on there to sell your widget or book on whatever topic, you would want that. Right. It, it really, we live in a celebrity obsessed and celebrity driven economy. So true. So, you know, the next highest form after ABC, NBC, CBS, and Fox would be any kind of celebrity-driven show. If you could get onto um, uh, Joe Rogan Experience podcast, right? Obviously, you want to do that, right? And, and then, you know, uh, after that, I guess, name brand newspapers, magazines, you know, I have, I've been quoted in the New York Times. I've had articles in the Wall Street Journal and Forbes. You know, these are all good things. Right. And then, so how is your business model as a personal branding expert um, and a celebrity entrepreneur? Give us the flow of your business model. It's really easy. I try to keep things simple for my clients. So many people have so many complicated things. And I, you know what? I just... I'm building a community of celebrity entrepreneurs. Why? Because everybody knows celebrities hang out with other celebrities. The more friends I have who are celebrities, the more of an impact I'm going to have, the more influence I'm going to have in the world. So I have these events. You know, I had this last one at Carnegie Hall with Martha Stewart and Ice-T and Coco. The next one is with Dr. Oz and Dr. Drew in New York City. And all the other celebrities that I mentioned, the Surgeon General, NASA astronaut, 
the, the NASA guy, Mike Massimino, he's on the Big Bang Theory. People recognize him from, they're like, oh yeah, I know that guy from Big Bang Theory. He's on there. <laughs> yeah. You know, and I picked him. I didn't just pick an astronaut. I picked the guy who had the first tweet from space and who's on the Big Bang Theory. Nice. And he's a New York Times bestselling author. Nice. You know? So th that one's coming up. And here's the way I work. I have online webinars. I do Zoom coaching webinars once a month for members of my celebrity entrepreneurs community. And then we build up to a live event. The live event is June 12, 13, 14 in New York City. And then after the live event, then I uh, invite people to join my mastermind. And some people do and some people don't. And the people who do go on to go deeper into the study and application of celebrity entrepreneurship, where I arrange for them to speak at very important places, uh, where I arrange for them to meet celebrities. We, we arrange for a bunch of my million dollar business accelerator mastermind members to meet president Carter. Oh, cool. and, right. You know, it's like they're coming back to meet Dr. Oz and everybody else. And, you know, I, I am a coach and a consultant and the way I deliver my services is people come to the events. They buy, you know, they enroll for a package, either, you know, a silver member at the event, a gold member at the event, a diamond member at the event with different levels to get different benefits, different photos with different people. It's, it's pretty simple. A lot of people say, are you an agent? Are you a manager? Can, you know, instead of paying you, can you just take a percentage? No, no, just pay me three, just pay me $3,000, $5,000. Just come get what you can get. And you really should get what you can get. I did a lot of events. You know, I've mentioned a number of events with Harvard. I don't do events with Harvard anymore. I've, I've mentioned a number of events with NASDAQ. I'm not doing events with NASDAQ anymore. You know, you got to get what you can get when you can get it. And that's a really important thing. A lot of people are waiting for tomorrow. Yeah, that's a philosophy that has ripple effects in your whole life. You want to wait for tomorrow about this, you're going to wait for tomorrow about everything. Right. Never, never is the world going to be perfectly aligned with the stars in the universe so that you're ready and you're able and you're willing and it now is the time. It's never going to be perfect. You just got to get what you can get when you can get it. It's a good point. Um, yeah. you, you've got a book that I want to touch on. It's called the, the President's Code, Common Traits of Uncommon Leaders. And I really like that title. I'm curious, um, could you give us a, a brief outline of, of that book? I made that book just so I could get on TV during presidential election cycles. <laughs> so clever. <laughs> nice. All I did was I analyzed. I went to whitehouse.gov. I downloaded all the bios of all the presidents. I analyzed all of them. Where were they born? How many kids did they have? How old were they when they got married? Did they go to college? What was their job before they became president? Stuff like that, religion. And uh, I c came up with you know, trends. And I compare the presidents and the candidates to the trends because what I realized is most of the presidents are very similar. And for example, uh, two thirds of the presidents, 60, more than 66% of the presidents got married between the ages of 21, uh, I'm sorry, 25 and 31. The average is 29, the 29, I call that the 29 factor. And the closer you are to being 29 when you got married, the more likely you are to be like most Americans 
and most presidents. Mm, so for example, I predicted that Mitt Romney was going to lose to Barack Obama in 2012 because Barack Obama got married at age 31 and Mitt Romney got married at age 21. And getting married so young appears to be bad judgment and makes you more unlike most Americans as opposed to Barack Obama, who is like most Americans who tend to get married older and most presidents got married at age 29. Interesting. Wow. What are some of the other yeah. traits that you noticed? Number of children, uh, you know, average American has 2.4 children. The average president has 2.7 children. Barack Obama has two children. Mitt Romney had five children. Therefore, Mitt Romney was more unlike the president and Barack Obama was like more Americans and like more presidents. Oh, wow. Those are the main factors separating those two guys. Yeah. Wow. Children and age of marriage. Other than they're pr practically identical. How about George W? Because yeah, him and Obama were very similar, yeah? I, I did not analyze W because I wrote this book in 2012. Okay, got it. So he was before, uh, you know. But really, I, I have not sold a lot of books. I've not sold a lot of those books. Very few but I've gotten on a lot of TV from it. <laughs> that's great. That's a book I would read. I mean, that's such a clever title. Like it's catching. I'm surprised yeah. actually more people haven't read it, but a lot of people aren't really committed to becoming better leaders. And I think that's a leadership book, right? In a way, in its own way, you know, it, it's unfortunate because I found that my life began when I committed to becoming a leader. I made a deliberate decision that I was going to become a leader of my men's self-help team, even though I was afraid that I was going to fail and get fired from the, from the job, I stepped up anyway. And my, my whole life changed when I committed and said, I want to be a leader. Was there a moment that inspired that specifically? Yeah. They said, Hey, we're going to have elections. It's time for the leader to cycle out and us to have a new leader. So if you're interested, you know, you should think about whether or not you want to be nominated and step up for it. And I had a conversation with my wife. I said, Hey, we're going to have an election for the new men's team leader. And I really think I should do it, but I'm afraid that if I do it, I'm going to screw up and get fired and it'll become a bad mark on my life rather than a good thing. And then she said, if you're afraid, you must. <laughs> it sounds like you got a good wife, <laughs> right? I mean, straight out of Tony Robbins. Now I'm the one who sent her to walk on fire with Tony. So, you know, I paid it forward and it came back and paid me back. Right? <laughs> That's how it works. Uh, I want to ask you, Clint, before we wrap things up, like your energy, like every interview I've seen you in every picture, you've got a huge smile on your face and I can tell on a radio show, like you're in a, a good state of mind. And it seems like on a regular basis, what do you do to, to, to keep your energy levels up and to, to be in that state, that state of clarity and, and commitment? What are the things even on a micro level, maybe on a daily basis or a macro level on, on maybe long-term goal setting? I try to be healthy, <laughs> I, but you know what? I'll tell you what, I'll tell you what the real big thing is, mm -hmm. is that lucky for me on December 31st, 2013, I appeared on the Today Show and I was interviewed by 
Brooke Shields and Willie Geist. And they're like, you know, Clint, you ask yourself a good question every year. What's that question? And that question is, if this was going to be the last year of my life, what would I want to accomplish? And that has been a superpower in my life. But then a very strange thing happened. I woke up the next morning after partying with my wife, went out. That's the night I met Anderson Cooper. I got a selfie with Anderson Cooper and uh, Kathy Griffin, who was somebody at that time. And I woke up the next day and I said to my wife, you know what? I think I'm uh, done drinking alcohol. I had already quit smoking pot four years earlier, 2013, by accident. And I woke up New Year's Day, January 1st, 2014. I said, I think I'm done. And I've been clean and sober for six solid years. Congrats. Thank you. And I'll tell you what, man, that has really been amazing because I never wake up with a hangover. I, you know, I could only, I shudder to think how much I would weigh right now if I <laughs> was still drinking alcohol because uh -huh. I'm, you know, I still have a hard time with my weight because I like to eat, but you know, at least I'm not drinking. And more important than that, I have a lot of confidence and a lot of, a lot of belief in what I'm saying. Like I'm not doubting myself a lot because I have more confidence that I stop drinking now that I stop drinking. I, I don't spend hours of every day thinking that I'm less than because I'm impaired by alcohol. And that has really done amazing wonders for my self-confidence, my, my charisma, my poise, I, my ability to just talk and not be second guessing myself while I'm talking. I, I know what I'm talking about. And then the other thing is that I'm very passionate about what I talk about. I honestly believe Dan Kennedy's right. Your number one job as an entrepreneur is to raise your status in the eyes of customers and prospects. If you're not becoming a bigger who in their eyes, if you're not positioning yourself as somebody more and more special every day in their eyes, then you're doing the wrong thing. I am a hundred percent convinced that that is the truth, especially, especially for anybody who earns their money by selling their services, their knowledge, their expertise to affluent people. Man, if you're trying to make a lot of money as an expert, you need to be working on your positioning as a celebrity in the eyes of your customers and prospects and clients and prospects. I'm 100% convinced of that. And it makes it easy to talk with passion when you really believe in what you're talking about. I like that. Really good point. Really good point. I, I wanted to ask one more thing. Uh, you have a book called 21 Performance Secrets of Donald Trump. And I'm curious, what are the takeaways you got from that and why you decided to write that book? Hey, man, uh, it, was, it was a very interesting book. I had just finished writing another book called Performance, and it was about how to perform on TV or on stage so that you had a great performance. And I wrote that in December of 2000. I wrote that in December of 2000. Good golly. 2015. And in January of 2016, I woke up in the middle of a mastermind event that I was at, like in the middle of the night. And I said, holy cow, how about the performance secrets of Donald Trump? Like the performance secrets of Steve Jobs. That's another book, right? Right. right. 
And I'm like, you know, how could I lose with that? Donald Trump, whether, whether he wins or loses, he's going to remain somebody that people are interested in. And I wrote that book in two days. And the, yeah, and, and I've got, and I got a lot of national TV appearances out of that book. Two national TV appearances on Fox Business Channel, six times on CNN and HLN and on BBC, on, uh, on uh, Sky News. I, you know, that was a really good book that I wrote. And it's a great book. And it, it analyzes what is Donald Trump actually doing when he is performing. And the guy was the highest paid speaker in the history of speaking. What are the big takeaways? Well, he really knows about status. He talks about famous friends that he has all the time. You know, Michael Jackson, he was actually a good friend of mine, right? Uh, Tom Brady, Bill Belichick, they're friends of mine. Oprah Winfrey, everybody's, everybody was Donald Trump's friend. You got to understand something. Donald Trump was the ultimate celebrity entrepreneur, the ultimate. The ultimate celebrity entrepreneur. Nobody played this game better than him. And status language was a big part of it. And the name dropping of his friends' names was a big part of it. Then uh, another thing, another big takeaway for me was the costume. You know, the guy, to this day, he wears the same blue (laughs) suit, white shirt. Right. Every single day. This is how I knew, look, I don't want to make this political, but... When I heard that Donald Trump in the Steele dossier was alleged to have been in bed in wearing a bathrobe in a hotel room with three Russian prostitutes, I knew that it was false. Why? Because there is no picture of Donald Trump in a bathrobe. The man doesn't wear a bathrobe. He only wears a suit and a tie with a white shirt or a golf costume, which is beige pants, a black belt, a white golf shirt, and a golf hat. Those are the only clothes he wears. You tell me he's wearing a bathrobe, I say bullshit. That's bullshit. He doesn't wear a bathrobe. Okay? He wears a consistent costume. And you'll notice I do too. Yeah, I've noticed that. Yeah. Pink tie, right? Yeah. Pink yeah. tie, blue shirt, blue suit, white shirt. Every single time I speak or appear anywhere, that's what you're going to see me wearing. So those are two really good, easy takeaways. Awesome. Clint, uh, I think we're going to wrap up there. I want to thank you so much for coming on the show. I really appreciate your time. If the listeners want to reach out and learn more about what you have going on and learn how they could be celebrity entrepreneurs as well, where's the best place they can do that at? Clint.com. And that Clint is with three T's, C-L-I-N-T-T-T.com. Clint.com with three T's. Clint, thank you so much for coming on the show. We really appreciate it. All the wisdom you've shared. Thank you so much. All right, man. Have a great night. And listeners, we're going to wrap up there. Thank you guys for tuning in once again, and we'll see you all in the next episode. Goodbye, everybody. Hey, listeners. Thanks for joining us once again. We wanted to remind you about our high-performance productivity coaching and our five, six, seven, and eight-figure private masterminds. These are all designed for entrepreneurs by entrepreneurs to help you scale rapidly and grow. Check out all the details at thebusinessmethod.com. That's thebusinessmethod.com. And we'll see you all on the next episode.